What's up? What's happening? Welcome to episode four of the Yankshaft F1 podcast. A group of American dudes like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me as always from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. How's it going? And from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we have Ian. What is happening, everyone? What is happening? After a couple of uh, great races to start the season there, we uh, finally got hit with the snoozer. Yeah, that was... Uh... F1 or just some races are better than others. And that was a pretty boring race last week. As much as, as much as it's fun to watch, you know, the top dogs fight it out. Not, not, not a fun race. Yeah. I had, uh, I had our buddy Simpson message me on, uh, on race day, sent me a Snapchat of him watching the race and said, for watching my first live F1 race, I was like, Oh, Oh, this is not a, not the best advertisement for the product there. No, after after a, when there was a reason we were saying though how great the first two weeks were of the of the season, and we were just like these races are awesome, F one's amazing. And now it's like ah, okay, we're glad we're back to normal right now. But yeah. no, hopefully, hopefully uh, Spain's better next week. But uh, we'll get into that later. Johnny, how was your uh, how was your viewing experience? Uh, this was definitely one of those races where you kind of just lay down on the couch and let those last few dozen races let you. I brought a pillow out, you know, off in his sleep. Yeah, had a bagel <laughs> for sure. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully next week will be better. But yeah, this was uh, this felt a lot more like the last, uh, like last season, I guess, mostly where it was just kind of decided it was going to be a race that was decided on strategy and not any dramatic strategy, just oh. Hamilton's going to manage his tires better than everybody else. Uh, Mercedes has two of the top three up there and they're going to, you know, stagger their pit stops. Well, and uh, no one's going to have a chance. It's just going to be very clear pecking order to the end. And that's it, it, it reminded me a lot of watching a lot of the races last year versus the uh, kind of crazy excitement that we got the first two weeks. Tires and pit stops, the name of the game. Yeah. Rain is fun. I like rain. I wish I, I wish it rained every race, but unfortunately, you got to have the the quick, fast, dry. Like Johnny said, it is it is nice to snooze off from laps twenty five to forty five, and wake up and catch the end. Yeah, I fell I fell asleep for uh, it was it was only like two or three laps there towards the end, but laps laps like sixty through sixty two, I, I I dozed off there. Um, quick quick recap, I guess. Uh, we'll just jump in right at at lap thirty six where Max. Uh, Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas um, both go into the pits um, on laps 36 and 37, respectively. They come out. Uh, Max um, uh, um, basically immediately overtakes Bottas while Bottas is trying to warm his tires. So Max is up into into second. Um, and then on lap 39, Lewis Hamilton pits. Um, but he had built up such a big lead that um, that when he came out, uh, I guess technically they were all behind Sergio Perez, who hadn't pitted yet. But Basically, we had, we, yeah, we had our pecking order. Yeah, Sergio Perez, he went to lap 51 on those tires for the record. That's just just absurd. So I, I thought hopefully maybe he could keep Lewis at bay for a little bit and let Max get into striking range. But, uh, you know, through uh, no help of um, Nikita Mazepin, yeah, you know, he wasn't able to wasn't able to pull it off. Yeah, is that a is that a newer rule in Formula One where you're, when you're in the back of the pack you're supposed to let the front car go ahead? I mean, sometimes when you're driving out there and you just forget what position you're in, and hey, Matt's been just wanted a race. I got a credit. <laughs> Standard procedure to 
block the race leader when you're about to get lapped. Yeah, I know. Serious. What an idiot. Like this guy is part of me almost enjoys having him out there now because I'm just like, what dumb thing is he going to do week in and week out? So if, if no, someone's going to be content, he's a content machine. He's a he is the he is such a content machine and he is such a troll that he is like he's the most polarizing figure in formula one. And he's an awful driver. Which yeah. Is he's, he's finishing last every week and he, and he somehow we talk about him every week versus, yes, you know, poor incredible. Antonio Giovinazzi, you know, we don't even know what he looks like. No, but uh, it's no, it was, it was absolutely brutal. I'm starting to put some of this on his engineer because he had a message. I think it was during, during qualifying um, where someone, someone was coming up on him on a hot lap or getting ready for a hot lap. And he had no idea and says to his engineer on the radio, yo, you got to let me know. Like, you got to do a better job of communicating. The guy's like, oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do better. I got to think that, that, like, that played into this. Like, he, he, he couldn't have seen him. Like, if, if he did see him, then they should strip his super license immediately. I, yeah, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he had no idea he was coming up. So it's just dysfunction on all levels for, for Haas at the moment. Is Haas... Is Haas... Sabotaging mass pen. One word, one word so, answer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. For all we know, that that engineer might be his cousin or something. <laughs> but his dad just kind no, of man. Has has would never never engage in such behavior. His, his dad doesn't own the team yet. Yeah. Um, that was a rumor that came out earlier in the week that uh, that um, uh, Mazepin's dad, I can't remember his Dimitri, I believe is his first name, um, was was going to buy the team and was going to bring Rich Energy back on as a sponsor and. It was a whole thing. It was proven to just be a rumor for now, but uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, all right, so we've kind of we've kind of hit the uh, the the highlights there. What uh, get into uh, best drive of the day, Ian? What not many to choose from here today, but make your case. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking a lot about Haas, but I want to go with the other driver at Haas for driver of the day. I'm going to give it to Mick Schumacher. He beat Nicholas Latifi. He passed Nicholas Latifi, which is very good for him. He also smoked his teammate Mazpin. Like, this was a race where there, there wasn't a whole lot to choose from. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a guy that we're, I'm probably never going to say this the rest of the year, but I think, it's, I think this is a great race to say it. I, I'm going to go with Nick Schumacher as my driver of the day. Congrats, Mick. There's your sound bite right there. That's it. Johnny, I, I, I got a feeling I know where you're going with this, but. There's starting to be sort of a trend for me, I think. I'm going with Checo again as my, my driver of the day, actually. Lasting as long as he did on those uh, medium tires, uh, 51 laps, right? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, quite, was the record, quite, the recommended is thir- it's not the butt end. It was, it was something I'm about, sorry. yeah. It was, I was exact number. Pirelli recommended like around, around like 25 to 30. Like the guys in the pit lane channel were kind of after lap 30, just. It was impressive. <laughs> and I think we're just starting to see more and more um, week after week what Red Bull was hoping for with uh, Checo in that second driver's seat, locking out the top <coughs> the top of the grid, excuse me, that, uh, holding down that fourth spot, putting some pressure on Bottas, putting a wedge between those two uh, Mercedes at the, at the top of the grid. So, um, yeah, I think it was a successful day for uh, Sergio Perez. Yeah, he, he started fourth and finished fourth, and that's what Red Bull wants, right? And he was, and he was up there in the mix trying to, trying to cause some problems, being that wedge like you mentioned. Um, you know, I only, still don't think we've seen his best. but Currently only 18 points behind Mercedes, his Arctic's championship. 
No, it's uh, Bottas's uh, Bottas's week uh, in uh, in Imola. Kind Imola of was kept horrendous. things, yeah, kept things yeah. interesting there. We talked about that a lot <laughs> last week. Um, Ian, you're uh, just just to to quickly jump into this because I went and made sure your your prediction was uh, Hamilton pole, Bottas win. You got him. You got him flip flop there, but uh, but you're closer than closer than Johnny and I were. I think we all knew that it was going to be a good week for Bottas. And when he was on the pole, I really didn't think he was going to pull out the victory. But in a race like this where there really wasn't any safety cars, there wasn't any issues, man, it is tough to beat Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So Bottas did exactly what he best, best he could. He got back on track, a third-place finish, a podium. That's good for Mercedes. Um, but just, I mean, a, a hum-ho, that's what he should – he should – he just – he is doing the bare minimum of what he needs to do at Mercedes, which is their place. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of wrestled with this one. I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the, uh, the old vet Fernando Alonso, my driver of the day, um, started 13th, um, fought his way back up into eighth. Um, the Alpines finally looked, finally looked competitive this week. We've given them a lot of, a lot of crap, but they, uh, I think they've made solid improvements, um, week after week, one through three. So, oh, uh, I'll throw him a bone here here with uh with driver of the day for uh for the old dog there i think after i think after um mercedes and red bull i mean it's got to be alpine it's got to be the next happiest team with that with that race result i mean two drivers getting points they didn't have they didn't do terrible strategies for their drivers they didn't really have terrible issues in qualifying i mean it's solid week for alpine and both uh we've we've kind of touched on um you know it it was another you know just kind of briefly mentioned another good week for max he did you know, nothing really more he could have done. You know, a finished second behind possibly the greatest of all time. Another solid week for him. Um, but outside of the Mercedes and the Red Bulls, which we've touched on here, um, two more guys who were both kind of in the running for driver of the day were the two McLarens. So we had Lando Norris pull out his third straight top five finish. Just another class drive from him. I mean, week after – we expect this now. It's almost – I almost didn't – he – almost didn't get driver of the day because he's been so good that I kind of expected on some level now, like it didn't come out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, Lando is fifth best in this field every week going it's in. Legit. Completely agree. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's almost, we're getting to the point where, I mean, he's, he's really starting to pull away, especially this week. He's really trying to pull away from Ricardo and establish himself as he is the main guy at McLaren. And if I see him, if I'm seeing Lando Norris six and under, kind of starting to get disappointed with exactly that. Exactly what and I was going to say, yeah. It's not really fair to Lando Norris, but I mean, with, with what we've seen out of him and what we know he's capable of, like, I, I just, I would like to see him get back on the podium. I think he's, he got it. He's got it in him. And I, it's, he's looked good so far this season. He's in third place right now in the, in the championship. Yeah. I don't, and I don't, I don't think that we've seen the last of him on, on the podium this year. Um, and it would be easy to say, well, you know, they've clearly got the the next best car, but I mean, Daniel Ricardo got knocked out in Q1 this week. Speaking of the other McLaren driver who some people had in their driver of the day running, but I mean, he started 16th and got up to ninth and he got up into ninth early. My notes from lap 20 were, I I wrote Ricardo, uh, Ricardo fighting his way through the field. Like he was making moves early and then just kind of plateaued and never really, yeah, just kind of got stuck there in ninth. And it was a weird race. Again, the tires, didn't do what anyone kind of anticipated. So a lot of people kind of got caught out on bad strategies that, that they didn't know going in. But, uh, but yeah, Ricardo, pretty good drive overall. Good week for McLaren again, five and nine can't be mad. Um, but Lando Norris, I think is the, the talking point 
yet again there. I think if you're McLaren, you're a little frustrated with Ricardo, but yeah, you know, like you said, five and nine is not it's not the worst. And we're still only three weeks into the season, and we had limited preseason testing. It's a new car for him. New, you know, it's. I yeah. think we'll see we'll see the gap maybe close between him and Norris um, through the year, but it has been astounding to watch Lando Norris how far he's been able to make that gap between him and Ricardo, where we Absolutely. thought that they were going to be fighting with each other, kind of tooth and nail, and it is it is a clear one two right now. Absolutely. Um, another kind of clear one two that we've seen here. Um, briefly touching on Ferrari. Um, another good drive from Charles Leclerc. Um, you know, it's it's kind of disappointing to see him in sixth. It's like, oh, that's it's nothing special. But sixth, when in a race like this, where it's Mercedes and Red Bull are far and away ahead of the field, one two three four, and then we've got Lando in five who I think is in a better car. And then Leclerc starts eighth, not a, not his best qualifying and fin- finds his way into sixth place. I mean, another, just another, another good, good week for Charles Leclerc and just quietly up into, I guess, fourth in the driver's standings here. And especially with Carlos Sainz really struggling this week and then and Ferrari not having the best strategies for him. I mean, it's going to have been a disastrous week for Ferrari and I'm not going to call it a disaster. I'm not going to say they're happy with the result, but I think if you get um, Charles Leclerc in sixth, you get some points. You can live with that. Just the the whole the signs drive for me was just that's just very just very sour taste and just their weekend. Yeah, I think Leclerc's doing everything he can to help Ferrari cement themselves as the the fourth best team on the grid and even push McLaren um, for that third spot. Yeah, I but, think we said last week that it's, it's three and four McLaren. And yeah, right now. but. But moving away from driver of the day, I'd say my biggest disappointment of the day would be Carlos Sainz for sure. I forget exactly where where he started. He started fifth. Started fifth. Yeah, finished, qualified Leclerc. Started fifth and finished outside of the points. I mean, that's absolutely yeah. that's a that's brutal. You know, you can't be having that. And to be fair to Ferrari, this is the first week this season that they didn't have a double points finish, and it was because Science finished 11th, one place out of the points. I mean, compared to last year, there's a lot of a lot of positives to take away here. But yeah, Science had a uh, Science had a rough a rough day there. The Ferrari looked just god awful on the uh, on the medium tires, which he got he got caught on for a. Uh, a long stint there, um, but it was, I mean, he just kept slipping just lap after lap. It seemed like he was, he was falling his way down the field and then ended up, ended up falling his way out of the points there. Um, so disappointing week for, uh, for signs there. Um, I guess Ian, what, since, since Johnny kind of got into biggest disappointment, uh, signs was obviously near the top of my list. What's, what, what's your, uh, your biggest disappointment there the other week? I think it's probably, not to cheat and steal two guys, but I'd say probably a tie between um, Daniel Ricardo. Be one guy, just you know, just Daniel Ricardo just struggling with um, with McLaren, and then it's I know it's not his fault, and I, I know it's frustrating, but George Russell being 16th is just I I want to get him off Williams so bad, and I want him to get in a car that is just that he could drive in because watching him on a race like this, where he was fine and he was great in qualifying, qualified 11th. I mean, you, you're thinking about, all right, we can get George Russell in the points. Um, yeah, it was a hot, a hot really move on. Everyone, yeah. And then he ends up 16th. He has 
you know, yeah, the car, the air, whatever. I get it, but it just that, that's just got to be really frustrating for everybody at Williams and especially George Russell. And I think that it's he, we got to get this guy off this team. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it, it, George Russell finishing 16th. I would go with one of the biggest disappointments of the weekend. Not necessarily that it was the biggest, most disappointing drive by any means, but it sucks. It sucks watching that happen and watching a guy that we're all cheering for, Mr. Saturday. And I'm sure he's sick of that nickname by now because yeah. he wants to be Mr. Sunday. He wants to finally turn this into some points, but yeah. it's just that Williams looked terrible. And they had, they said before the season that that they had kind of designed the car to only be good in certain situations, like only specific tracks, specific wind conditions, yada, yada, yada. It's not going to be every race, but last year, that's all you need. You only need a car that's going to score a few points here and there. If it can just be good in a couple environments. And it felt like this might be one of those weeks. And then we got to Sunday and driving in that dirty air behind everyone. I mean, that it fell apart. That Williams fell yeah. apart. Latifi couldn't even hold off the Haas. I mean, Haas. Who, Haas. Who, who put even less effort into their car. Yes. So yeah. it's not his fault, but it was it was certainly uh, certainly rough to watch. Hate to I'm gonna see. just I'm gonna give biggest disappointment to to Aston Martin. <laughs> and I mean they thirteen and fourteen. I don't really have much more to say. It's 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 disappointing from from Stroll and and Vettel. I'll I'll let anybody who wants to jump in here and kind of break it down. I like it it, it just sucks. Thirteen to fourteen. We've been beating the drum for three three races now. I think that I've made my thoughts about Vettel very, very clear this season. And I think it was just a bad race for Lance Stroll, but I don't have much expectations for Aston Martin in the first place. I mean, they're one of these teams where they don't have a driver who I think is overly talented anymore. I mean, obviously Vettel is a world champion, but I, I think he's, I think he's past his prime, but they don't have a Mick Schumacher. They don't have a Yuki Tsunoda. They don't have a George Russell. I mean, I think there's only at his peak. I think Lance Stroll is Carlos Sainz, and I think so. I and I think that um, Battle right now is just he's just he just doesn't have it anymore. And so I just already my expectation for Ashton Martin is so low that when this happens, I'm really not overly surprised. Yeah, I mean, Lance Stroll was out in Q1. Um, Vettel, Vettel made it to Q3 for the first time in like, I don't remember how many, how many races, like 16 races or something the last time he had made it to, to Q3. So good on Vettel for, uh, for starting 10th, but then he fell down to 13th. I mean, 13th and 14th from the team that finished. Uh, well, I guess they were fourth in the constructors last year, but they would have been third without the, the points penalty that they got. Um, I, I mean, how far they've fallen yeah. um, just, is just, D disappointing to see um let's johnny here's your uh your time to shine we'll we'll get into the uh the alpines here i i talked about alonzo a little bit with starting 13th finishing eighth starting uh sixth and finishing seventh was esteban Ocon. good week for Ocon. finally finally kind of showing showing some promise there he got a podium there at the end of last year had some promise coming into this season had not shown it yet the alpine just overall looked rough the first two weeks Big improvement, big improvement yeah. for them. Ale blue, Ale blue. Um, they, you know, the team had talked about making some upgrades at Imola. Didn't really come to fruition that weekend, but. Um, yeah, tough, tough track, rain. Yeah, or, yeah, no. Yeah. But um, I think we saw, we definitely saw an improved car for, for both drivers um, this past race. And, um, <clears throat> it's, you know, if, if you're Alpine, it's good to see Ocon muscling out, um, 
Alonzo there, I think, you know, they brought him in to pressure him and, you know, kind of light a fire under him. And it's, it's seems to be working sort of slowly, but surely. Um, I still don't think they're exactly where they want to be, but um, yeah, no, it's a good result for them for sure. Yeah. I don't know how many, how many times this season we're going to see both Alpines and the points to be honest. Um, but but this race has certainly got to be a got to be a good sign that there are there are circumstances where that car can be extremely competitive, um, and when when both drivers are on it that day, they can get them uh, score them some solid points there. So finally, kind of back into the midfield hunt there um, for for Alpine. Um, honorable mention for uh, for biggest disappointment I forgot to get into earlier. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen, lap two, uh, is changing a setting on his steering wheel and crashes into the back of his teammate, Antonio Giovinazzi, uh, loses wing, has to retire, um, doesn't finish the race. So just to recap, the last two weeks for Kimi Raikkonen, uh, last week at, or at Imola, he crashed, or I'm sorry, he didn't crash. He finished, uh, he finished in the points and then got a penalty post-race to fall out of the points. So thought he had points, lost them, and then comes out and two laps into the race, crashes into his teammate because he's looking at his steering wheel and doesn't finish the race. I mean, to be, to defend Kimi Raikkonen, though, who among us haven't accidentally ran into something when you're looking at your steering wheel or looking at your radio? So I get it. I understand. But yeesh. Whoa, not, not a great that's... look for the Iceman. You know? Not a great look for Kimi. Certainly not. Yeah, not not the uh, the best week for him. That's they got um, so many bu- buttons and whatnot on your steering wheels. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently he was in a wrong setting on the previous corner. Realized it coming out of the turn and was trying to adjust it. I mean, yeah. When you watch the the onboard camera, it was like, what what was happening? Like, what were you looking at? And then the answer was he he wasn't looking at it. <laughs> Seems pretty dangerous in a Formula One car to me. I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, right. I drive a Honda. Um, so that's kind of all we have for, uh, or all I have um, for uh, for uh, Portimao. Um, unless there's any anything else that I missed there, you guys want to get into? I want to see Yuki back in the points. Oh yeah, kind of kind of blew right over AlphaTauri. My my one note for AlphaTauri that I wrote right around lap thirty in my notes was AlphaTauri disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not great. I mean, you, uh, Gasly sneaks in there, gets some points, or because you get a point, but uh, Started nine, yeah, first tenth, yeah, not a, not a good week for him. I, 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 there, there's promise there. I like both those guys. I want them to succeed and do well. I think they're better than Ashton Martin is. Um, That's we'll that. That might be the the new the new fight. The Aston Martin and Alpha Tauri, both of whom have been kind of disappointing compared to what we thought they were going to be. Um, but I think that might turn into an interesting midfield battle here because they both have a lot of uh, work, work to do, but but should be able to improve from what they've what they've done so far. That, fit, that fifth place spot's up for grabs. Yeah, really the structures for for sure. Yes, certainly. Um, getting into the preview for uh, the Spanish Grand Prix, I do not have a, a, a pronunciation of uh, I, I I can't I can't I can't do it this week. We're just going to call it the uh, the Spanish Grand Prix. The pods going to Bartha. <laughs> Yeah, the Catalonia or something. Yeah, um, it's I don't know. I'm not very excited for this race, to be honest with you. Um, it's it's kind of always a snooze fest. Um, there's not a lot of overtaking possible. The DRS zones go into or right into high speed corners. There's really no no discernible advantage from the DRS. There's it's not wide enough for anybody to pass. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has won this four years in a row now. 
Jeez. like I it's this it it kind of sucks I hope we're not in for a second straight snooze fest of a race um but that's kind of uh kind of what we got here I'm just happy to have you know we got another we got another race this weekend so I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining see, uh, I'm gonna be watching it but I'm hoping for the couple things that I'm looking for is at the top anyway, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be some combination of Hamilton and Bottas for Stappen. It's fine. It is what it is. But I'm kind of hoping that I'm for, I want to see Verstappen get a pull, and then I want to see him try to hold off of Hamilton for the for the race. That's what I want to see. That's what I think. I mean, those those it's one of those two guys is going to win it. We'll see what happens. But I'm really going to look at the midfield this week as I really want to see. You know, can can Alpine build on that success? Can Ricardo rebound from his poor week? Can Signs rebound from his poor week? Can maybe. Maybe we get Norris, or maybe Leclerc sneaks up and can nip at whoever that third is, is person Ricardo is. Ricardo going to be back up there where he should? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of just because just because we know who's going to win the race and probably have a good idea of already who's going to be the podium doesn't mean the the four through ten racing isn't going to be good. So that's the real for this week. And four through ten was a little lackluster in uh, in Portugal. That was, was that was the disappointing thing because I've learned to appreciate those midfield battles. You know, you you have to. Um, especially watching last season, you got to appreciate those little storylines. But even the midfield battle kind of sucked last week. So, I, yeah, I think you're right. Um, if we get s- signs up in the mix, we get Ricardo back up there, Alpha Tauri hopefully having a better week, uh, Aston Martin having a better week. Like, there's a lot of intrigue. There should be a lot of interesting stuff going on there um, in the in the midfield there. Can 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 a Haas you know finish ahead of Williams again? Maybe maybe George Russell rebounds. Like, can both Haas finish again? Matt Penn, you know, he's, maybe all of a sudden he gets he gets a little bit faster for some reason. I don't know. We'll, he he a, he, hey, man, he's one away from a streak on finishing races here. He, he don't call it a comeback. What is it? What do they say? Two's a pattern, three's a streak. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a long way to go. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's. I think I think Ian kind of nailed it. Um, as far as the preview goes, it, it's it's probably not going to be the not probably not going to be the most exciting race. Who knows? We could have some rain. We could have something interesting happen. Um, so let's jump right into the, uh, the old, uh, pole race winner predictions here, Johnny, who you, who you going with this week? You went double max last week, uh, over two. Um, so I'm going to go with the max pole. My heart wants, I want to see Fernando Alonso go out there and absolutely dominate on his home turf and bring Alpine to, to, to glory. But, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to let my senses, take over and, and go with the the max pole and a, a lewis victory they've got a uh, alonzo and signs paired together for the press conference tomorrow which is just delightful the old uh the old spanish boys um, Fantastic. yeah it's man max i i want to pick because i piggybacked on you with double max last week max should have maybe not should have had pole for a brief moment in portugal and then got his lap, a lap time deleted for the yeah for the track limits, um, and that kind of decided the race. Like it was he he never really had a chance. In, in tracks like this, you have to start out front. Qualifying is everything. It's not quite Monaco, but it's it's almost as vital to start out in the front of the pack. And Verstappen almost did it, lost it. He almost beat Hamilton week in, in uh, race one, lost it because of track limits. I mean, he's been so close. He's got to. Take that next step and and just get get out there on pole, secure that, and just kind of establish himself there. I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Max 
Max pull, max race winner again. I'm going double max again. For all the reasons you just said, why you're going double max is exactly why I'm going double Hamilton. Yep. Because double, they've double been him. because they've been so close, and because he's almost there. And Hamilton is going. He's gonna he's gonna kill qualifying. He's gonna win this race by a lot. Um, he's he's gonna remind everybody again that he's. He's the best, and you might think Max is close to me, but he's still got a long way to go. Um, double Hamilton. Hamilton runs away with it this week. Yeah, it's like it's like picking, you know, being the trying to be the smartest guy in the room, betting against like Alabama football or Tom Brady, you know. And you're like, well, it's it's coming, it's coming, the change is coming. They can't, can't keep his dominance up forever. New theory. Yeah, and then you look like an idiot year after year because they just in, until they prove that it can happen. I mean, they're. They've got that success. So I'm going to keep sitting here eating crow week after week for, for going my, my, my double max. One of these weeks, it's going to, it's going to pay off. Who do you think is going to be genius? Who do you think is going to be the surprise of this week? Spice it up a little bit. Give us your, give me your surprise driver. Oh man. Oh man. Um, I don't know if it'd be a surprise. I think signs is going to have a good week. It's only a surprise because he had such a disappointment last week. Um, but you know, back in his home turf, um, due for an improvement, I'd say, I'd say maybe, maybe signs, signs top five. And, uh, man, I don't have a, I don't have a driver, but I think we're going to see an alpha, an alpha towery top six. I think, Ooh. I think someone most likely Pierre Gasly at this point, I think they're due for a better week. And I have absolutely no justification for this whatsoever. I just think. I don't want to get the recency bias too hard of, oh, they looked like crap last week. So we're going to, you know, I, I think, I think someone's going to kind of come in and shake things up. I agree with you with the signs. Signs was my surprise driver, but I think the driver that's going to surprise is going to be Ocon. I think Ocon's going to finish. He's going to look like a top six, top, possibly even top. I don't want to say four, but if Ocon finished fifth and signs was fourth, I would be surprised this week. Based on based on just my gut intuition. All right, Johnny, we gave you we gave you plenty of time to think about it. Yeah, I got a uh, Danny Rick making a comeback this week. I think he's too good a driver to <clears throat> to to have a race go as it did uh, this past race. Um, so yeah, I got Daniel Ricardo. Um, I, I could see him making a top six finish right there, right behind Lando. Um, so yeah, maybe not not a surprise per se, but. Yeah. Nice, nice bounce back. Yeah. I think, uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's, I mean, we're all kind of operating under the assumption that it's going to kind of be a Red Bull, uh, Mercedes lockout in the top four, um, just kind of because of the nature of the circuit, but you know, Checo hasn't been perfect in qualifying. Things have been a little wonky, so we could see some drama pop in there, but, uh, but most likely I think it's going to be, you know, the Bulls and the Mercs top four, and then it's going to be, you know, we're going to probably see the Mercedes, Ferrari, um, Ian, you, you reference maybe, maybe Ocon, maybe the Alpines in there, uh, maybe the Alpha Tauri's in there, just kind of fighting. So I think, I think it, we're in, honestly, we're in for a, I'm exci- more excited now than I was at the beginning of this episode for the, uh, the midfield battle here this weekend. Should be a good race. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. All right. That's all we got. We'll see you guys next week. Vamos.